welcome to the second edition of the La Liga podcast brought to you by La Liga News UK. A bit of a difference this week with the pod uh, bringing a bit of sunny Spain to rainy Scotland by myself, Campbell Finlayson, along with Ben McDonald. Hello. And Kieran Allen. Hello. It's been yet another fantastic week of La Liga action with 35 goals scored across the 10 games. As always, we'll get to your questions and comments later in the show. Thanks to all of you who sent them in. But first, let's get to the action, starting with the league leaders Barcelona and their 2-1 win over Alaves at the Camp Nou. Alaves took the lead in the first half with a John Guidetti breakaway with a Swedish striker finding the net, but Barcelona would equalise in the second half after great work from Andres Iniesta, his cross would volleyed home by Luis Suarez and a fantastic free kick from Lionel Messi won the game for the Catalans. Ben, it wasn't easy for Barca, but yet again they managed to pull through and keep the lead at the top. Do you see anyone be able to beat them in La Liga? The way they're going, um, it just doesn't look like anyone's going to be able to stop them. Um, as you said, it started off, Alves got the shot opener. Guidetti, uh, who our listeners will know, used to play for Man City and Celtic, uh, got a goal, swapped past Celsius near post. Um, but from then, it was just it was basically all uh, Barcelona from then. Um, Messi had a chance to equalise like, just before half-time, but uh, Pacheco managed to palm away the, the, the shot like, with ease. Um, but yeah, no. From from the second half, uh, Barcelona seemed to be all over it again. As you said, Iniesta, that build-up play towards Suarez's equaliser was just for a man of his age it was just quality. And then the winning goal again, another Messi unstoppable free kick. He, he just he just can't save him. Do you see anyone able to beat them in the league? I don't think it'll happen. No. Um, I mean, well, we're just past halfway through the season, and they're just coming. Unstoppable. With a quick word on Alaves as well, they won at the Camp Nou last season, two goals to one. Very unlucky again this year. It's hard for them to take that defeat, but you think they'll stay up? I reckon they'll stay up, yeah. Again, the the first half performance the, the, they did show a lot of uh, attacking quality. Um, Gidetti, he's, he's proven in the league as well, so they've, they've signed someone who knows knows where to go. So I, I imagine they'll, they'll keep their performances up and keep the form going and they'll stay in the league. We'll come back to second place to Atletico Madrid later on, but first let's head to what was on paper, the game of the weekend, as third place Valencia hosted fourth place Real Madrid. Real though ran out comfortable 4-1 winners, Cristiano Ronaldo with two penalties in the first half after two uh, Martin Montoya fouls on Ronaldo himself and Karim Benzema. Santi Mina scored a header at the start of the second half to, level, uh, to get Valencia back into the game, but a great goal from Marcelo after a 1-2 with Marco Asensio made it 3-1 with Tony Crows adding the icing on the cake with a fourth, a great goal from the edge of the area. Real have turned the corner in a league recently, scoring 11 goals, conceding just two against F1 in Valencia, but the defeat to Leganes in the Copa del Rey rules out that trophy, with a league all but gone too. So Kieran, do you think that Zidane has to beat PSG and win the Champions League to avoid the sack? That question coming in from FW Journal on Twitter as well. That's an interesting one. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, they just they need to put a good run of games together and keep it up. And if they win against PSG, then who knows? Because with the quality in the side, um, they could still win the Champions League. Do you believe Zidane should be kept in a job? Just now, um, time will tell. They need to improve their current form. I would say. As for Valencia, they've got some tough fixtures to come on the road at the likes of Barcelona, Atletico Bilbao as well. Can you see them maintaining their lofty position, or do you think they'll slip out of the European places? Um, I'm not sure. 
it's interesting again because they've been in a good run of form then they they went a few games without winning and it's just consistency if they can find consistency then who knows to back up to second place to Atletico Madrid now they were 3-0 winners at home to Las Palmas on Sunday afternoon Antoine Griezmann eventually gave them the lead just past Delamart with a clever dink over the goalkeeper Fernando Torres made it two for clever strike and in stoppage time Thomas Partey added a tap in from a, a Gannett Carrasco breakaway to make it 3-0. Ben, we'll come to you here. Atleti are now six clear of Valencia and third. Do you think they will stay in second? Yeah, again, like like Barcelona, they're showing no signs of stopping, to be honest. Uh, they've had a couple of shock results. Uh, I've been, been knocked out by Sevilla last week. Uh, they came as a shock in like, the defeat against Espanyol at the end of last year as well. Um, but again, like this, they showed on Sunday just how like great they are. I mean, Las Palmas again, they've been struggling, but they've managed to cook up some decent results recently. <coughs> but um, <coughs> nah, let's say they're, they're far too strong. And with Griezmann up top, again, he's just he's just a class act, really. Las Palmas themselves, they're still second bottom. <coughs> they're five points adrift of uh, Deportivo in eight seventeen. It's a big game at home to Malaga on Monday night. Do you think they've got enough to beat the drop? I don't think they'll beat the drop. I, I, I reckon they probably will go down. I think what's happened for them so far this season has just not helped them. But again, like they had a bit of a lively start. Um, they've got players like Gabby Penalba as well. So against Malaga, who knows, they may pick up a, a rare win, but I, I don't see them staying in the league from the end of the season. It was, of course, Alaves in 17th, not Deportivo. They are, in fact, in the bottom three at the moment. Moving back up the table again, it was a complete goal fest on Saturday night with Villarreal beating Real Sociedad at El Madrigal, or the Estadio de la Ceramica, to give it its proper title, by four goals to two. Villarreal took an early lead, centred by Victor Ruiz heading home from a corner. Pablo Fornals made it two after great work from Carlos Baca to set him up, and Baca himself broke away and rounded Tonio to make it 3-0 inside 20 minutes. Diego Llorente scored a header to pull one back for Sociedad, but Samu Castillejo's curling effort into the corner made it 4-1 before the break. Leon Jose got one back again in the second half for Sociedad with a low shot, but Villarreal stayed up to win that game. Kieran, it was a quick start with Villarreal, 3-0 up after 20 minutes, a joy to watch when on their game. They clearly didn't miss Cedric Bacambu, but do you think they may miss him at some point after his move to China? Well, I think I think they'll get goals throughout the team. Callejo. Um, Fornells, Backer, they'll just, I don't think they need them, to be honest, they get a good amount of money for them, and they seem to be scoring goals comfortably, so if they continue in that vein of form, then I think they'll be fine. As for Sociedad, they've just fell away recently, the defending was awful again, and with Inigo Martinez joining bitter rivals Atletico Bale, surely they're going to lack some strength back in defence, do you think they'll need a new centre-back before the window shuts later this evening? It would certainly help because obviously um, if you lose a good defender then you need a replacement so it would certainly help strengthen them at the back. What about going forward with Sociedad? They scored some goals at Willy and Jose and you saw them against Barcelona taking the early lead as well. You think they will be able to keep scoring goals and perhaps win some more games to try and get into the Europa League spots for definite? I think the most important thing is to tighten up at the back for them because obviously they're still managing to score goals but if you're conceding more than you're scoring then you're still going to lose games. 
Um, moving on to Monday night, another cracker. Five goals in this game in Balaidos. Celta Vigo and Real Betis continue to show just why they've scored so many. With 73 goals between them. But also did so many with 74 goals against both teams combined. With only Deportivo in 18th and second bottom last Palmas conceding more than Betis. Betis conceded 52, uh, 50 goals this season, sorry. And Celta 3-2 win on Monday was another show of their poor defending. Iago Aspas put Celta ahead with a mistake from the defence, letting him run clean a goal and he finished well past the goalkeeper. Maxi Gomez with a second half header to make it 2-0. And although Riza Dormisi had set up Sergio Leon to tap in to make it 2-1, Aspas finished cleverly again from close range to put them 3-1 up. Andres Guardado got a late consolation from the penalty spot, but Celta won, yeah, ran out winners eventually there. Um, these two have been a guarantee for entertainment all season. Betis' games have had more goals than any other team in the league with 79, which is great to watch, but surely Juan Carlos Ronsui and Kiki Setien will both want to tighten up their defences, Ben. Yeah, well, I mean, Betis, have, they've, they've seen that they're leaking in goals, so the signing of Mark Bartra from Borussia Dortmund is definitely going to tease. I think the partnership between him and Zuhair Fidel will definitely um, limit the goals that they're letting in for the rest of the season. Um, Celta again letting two goals on Monday they've, they've not been that good defensively either but with Aspas up top the goal deficits they'll have throughout the season will be good like Aspas has been a quality player this season for, for the team uh, On Friday night there was a Basque derby at San Mamez it was far from a classic with just three shots on target but two of those shots did end up as a goal for either side Aritz Adurith scored the opener for Athletic, heading home in Yaki Williams' cross, but a tidy finish from Kike after a loose ball and fell to him in the box, secured a point for Abar. Athletic sold Imeric Laporte to Man City for €65 million Euros the other day, but they have moved quickly to sign Inigo Martinez from Neighbours Sociedad for half of that price at €32 million. Euros. In my opinion, Athletic have got the better deal here, but what are your thoughts, Kieran? Yeah, I would say so as well, obviously. Um, Managing to replace him is difficult and they've done it for roughly half the price, so good business all around. You say he's a better player? Put you on the spot here. It's a tough one. Uh, I don't really like comparing because I like both defenders, so I'll sit on the fence in this one. That's fine, thank you for that. We move on to Sunday morning, another classic, another five goal game. And one to forget for Mario Hermoso was Leganes defeated Espanyol 3 2 at Butarque. Hermoso put the home side ahead with an own goal deflecting in across, and they put then a great finish from Mark Navarro. The goalkeeper seems to be caught by surprise as he hammered the ball into the roof of the net to make it 1-1. Guerrero put Leganes back ahead at 2-1 before Hermoso scored again, but again at the wrong end with another own goal slicing past his own goalkeeper. He then actually scored for Espanyol. Didn't know much about it, mind you, as the ball smacked him in the face, but it went into the net anyway. However, Leganes would hold out to beat Espanyol 3-2. That was the first time in La Liga history with Hermoso scoring, with anyone scoring two on goals and one at the right end hat-trick. Kieran, you watched this game, two mid-table sides producing an entertaining game. Am I there any trouble relegation? Um, I don't think so. But both of them are decent sides. Um, not in much trouble. I don't think so. You see them trying to challenge for Europe. Leganes are not too far off there. Um, they've had a great season so far, but... Don't think they're strong enough to challenge for Europe quite yet. Then moving on to one of the bigger sides here, Sevilla again dropping more points at home. Getafe this time with a side to come away from the Ramon Sanchez, yeah, from the Ramon Sanchez Pituan, sorry, with points. 
Luis Muriel put the home side ahead late on after Pablo Sarabia's low cross, but there was outrage as the Sevilla home end late on as Angel Rodriguez knocked the ball into the net for Getafe after Sergio Rico had dropped the ball. The home fans and players thought Rico had been fouled by Juan Cala, but the referee did not think so and gave the goal instead. Ben, did the referee make the right decision for the leveller or was Rico fouled? In my opinion, yeah, the referee was bang on. He was he was definitely correct. Uh, there wasn't that much contact uh, with Rodriguez. Um, Rico was fine as well. It was a, it was a it was a fair equaliser. The referee didn't really care either, did he? he was had the whole yeah, the home fans on him, had the players on him. Didn't show any pressure at no. all. No, there was nothing. Again, there was just there was barely any contact in it. I think to be over just the, the it was that that, that late in the game they thought they'd get the three points wrapped up, but. Nah, there was nothing in it. It was a fair equaliser. There plenty of calmness from the referee for a 26-year-old, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sevilla need to be careful because they're now just two points in front of Celta Vigo with Eibar, Getafe, Girona and Leganes all closing in. Could Sevilla slip away or do you think they will have enough to remain in Europe? They've strengthened with uh, the rivals of Rocky Mesa when he's come He's come back from Swansea and then Sandro's also signed on loan too, so they've definitely seen that they'll need a couple more players just to make sure that the business is done. What do you make of those two signings? I mean, Mesa, he didn't get the opportunities at Swansea, but he's proven in the league. So I imagine he will be a, quite a successful, especially when he'll be up with Amor Banega. I think the two of them in central def- uh, midfield will be perfect. Sandro, he's, he'll have Muriel go beside him as well, so it'll be perfect. Um, move on to Saturday again with Deportivo and Levante with their second 2-2 draw this season this time at the rear third Deportivo took the lead through Adrian Lopez's header but they went down to 10 men after Celso Borges picked up a second booking for a red cut for an elbow sorry uh, Florian Andoni put them 2-0 up before half time but in the second half Levante turned on the style Evie with a shot taking a slight deflection of Fabian Scher to make it 1-1 and Evie himself then made a great strike from the edge of the box into the corner to make it 2-1 Kieran I know this game made a mess of your predictions late on, but it was a great chance for Deportivo to gain some breathing space above the bottom three, but they shot themselves in the foot, didn't they? Certainly. Thanks for reminding me about that, <laughs> by the way. Um, yep, the first half performance was excellent from Deportivo. They went down to 10 men and still managed to score again. Fantastic performance. and They lost it in the last 10 minutes, just with a fantastic goal, as you said. Do you think the referee made the right decision in sending Celso Borges off? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it was a bad elbow, wasn't it? It was a yeah. silly tackle when you're on a booking, you know not to do it, and well, he did, and you saw what happened there, of course. Um, Evie, he's been given that first goal. To me, it's a share on goal. It was going wide, I thought, but a great goal for him to get the second one. Do you think he could help um, Levante as they try to push up the table and stay in La Liga for a second season? Um, well... They're, they're a good football inside all round. They just they need to try and score goals. So um, if they can do some business, um, obviously in deadline day, um, then that could certainly help them. Well, that has been a problem. You saw the game at home to Celta Vigo a few weeks ago, losing one 0 to Pione Sisters' goal, but they missed lots and lots of chances that day. Although they have just this morning signed Armando Sadiku, who's an Albanian striker from Leia Warsaw. He has joined the Valencian side on a two-year deal. Do um, you think he could be any use? Do you know much about him? Uh, I'm going to be honest here, I've never heard of him, so we'll just have to watch this space and see how it goes. And finally, the game on Saturday evening at La Rosa Leda between Malaga and Girona finished 0-0. It wasn't the best game, few chances, Alex Garnell's free kicks about it, 
Ben, do you think Malaga will avoid the drop, although they are in a precarious position at the moment? Nah, I think, kind of like the last Palmas, I think, what, what's happened to them this season, um, it's, it's going to take a heavy knock. Um, it, it's kind of weird because Malaga, you never imagine them to be such a struggling side, especially a few years ago being in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, but again, just the way performances have been this season, I can't see them, can't see them getting back up. As for Girona, it's not a bad point for them in their first season up. What do you make of Girona this season? They've had some great games, such as their 6 0 win against Las Palmas, and of course beating Real Madrid, and they've went to the likes of Avar and lost four goals. What do you make of them? They have been probably the surprise side of the league this season. Um, again, like this weekend's game, it was a, it was a, a fair enough point. Um, the, the Grinnell free kicks, like he whipped them in perfectly. Like, uh, yeah, they've just been they've been they've been brilliant to be honest. Um, I imagine Malaga would probably want to have the season that the run of had. Moving on to some transfer news, of course this week there's been a lot of signings with transfer deadline day of course today. Emeric Laporte, as we said, joining Manchester City for 65 million euros from Athletic Bilbao, but they have moved to replace him with defender Inigo Martinez from local rivals Real Sociedad for 32 million as we spoke about earlier on. Miguel Layun, who was due to be moving to Real Betis, has at the last minute moved to rival Sevilla instead. He's joined them at the Ramos Sanchez P1. Gerard Delofeu has left Barcelona to join Javi Gracia. No, he's not. Yeah, no, yes, he has. Sorry, at Watford. Um, Javi Fuego has moved to Villarreal from Espanyol. Malaga have signed forward Brownie Dei from the Chinese Super League. As we said earlier on, Rocky Mesa is back in Spain at Sevilla. Another great signing comes at Real Betis, where Mark Bartra has moved back to them, having been at Borussia Dortmund. We have Sandro, as we said as well, has joined Sevilla on loan from Everton. Loic Remy, who was at Las Palmas but was not wanted by new manager Paco Jeme, has joined Getafe on loan after Las Palmas rejected a bid from Levante. And Armando Sadiku, as we said, has joined Levante from Ligia Warsaw. Openness to both of you here. Any of those signings catch your eye? Mark Bartra at Betis. Uh, I think that's a fantastic piece of business. Would you agree, Ben? I definitely agree, yeah, I think. As I said, with the match report, him and Vidal, I imagine they'll have a, a perfect partnership in the centre of the defence. Um, another loan signing earlier in the transfer window that I think may be uh, worthwhile is uh, Vieto of Valencia. He started as a count on his first game, scored a couple of goals, and I think he'll continue that. I think he'll show what kind of player he is. He's been a bit quiet at Leite, not, not got that many opportunities, but I think at Valencia he'll, he'll shine. Move on to your tweets now. We have one from Jamie Donnelly who asks, "How good is Maxi Gomez, and what were Celta Vigo trying think, uh, thinking trying to sell him?" Kieran, um, very good player, and obviously just a good amount of money came in and decided to take it. Gomez himself rejected the move, though. Do you reckon he's happy staying with uh, Iago Aspas and Pione Sesto as Celta's main front three? Um, right now, yeah, because they're a good attacking side, so. Obviously that was so. I think the main problem there was for Celta Vigo money talks coming in because they signed Gomez at the start of the season there and for the amount of money they were getting they were timesing it almost by 10. It would have been a great move for him, eh, for the club sorry, but Gomez himself would rather play in Spain of course. Um, at FW Journal of course as we mentioned earlier on asked is Zidane's time at Real Madrid almost over? Ben, what do you think on this one? Uh, I'd say so. Um, <laughs> I think the only thing they've got going for now is the Champions League so if that, if that comes Apart, then I imagine that'll be the end of Zidane's reign in Spain. 
Who do either of you see coming in? There's been a lot of talk about Mauricio Pochettino, who's of course ruled out joining Barcelona ever after his Espanol connections. You see him taking the job at the Bernabeu if it was offered by Florentino Perez? Possibly at the end of the season. It depends because he's he's got a good project at Tottenham right now, so um, that'd be interesting to see how that one develops. I'd like to hear both of your opinions on this. Kieran, if you were Perez, would you sack Zidane? It would be the same question to you. Um, I mean, he's he's not got that much experience. I, I, you could have one bad season. Um, so I think Saka may be a little bit too reckless. Keep him on for another year or so. See how he gets on. See if he gets in a few players brought in. Yeah, personally, I think it's been an awful season by Real Madrid standards. Uh, not just bad. So I think I would give him until the end of the season. And I think that would give... Obviously, more opportunity to try and sign Pochettino from Tottenham. You find it strange that with Real Madrid basically out of the league talents now, that the Copa del Rey was a big chance for them to win, but Zidane, sorry, excuse me, <coughs> made a lot of changes for all the games and in fact did not win any of the home ties against Fuenlabrada, Newmanfield, or Leganes, throwing the first two and then losing to Leganes in the final game there. Do you think that was a bit strange? In terms of the amount of changes? Mm-hmm. Um, well, not really, because I would expect the, the younger players or the French players at Real Madrid still to be teams of that size. Um, so it was surprising they didn't manage to get the results. We move on to another tweet here from at Giuseppe Lovino. He asks, with the transfer window shutting shortly, who do you anticipate will emerge as the best signing? Uh, Bar- Barcha, possibly, possibly Nico Martinez. Um, going back to the question you asked Kieran about who you'd prefer over him or Laporte, I definitely would say Inigo Martinez, he's, he's always been highly regarded, he's always been linked to moves to the bigger clubs, so I think I, I put him and Barger as the two, the two big signings of the month. What about yourself, Kieran? Anyone caught your eye over the month of January? Um, Luciano Vieto could be a good signing for Valencia, and obviously Martinez and Barca is a good piece of business. I had a few down myself before. I think Rocky Mesa and Martinez, as we said, coming into Sevilla and Athletic respectively are great pieces of business. Felipe Coutinho, to me, he's not a Barcelona quality, uh, but Barcelona quality player, sorry, but we'll see what he can show there. But three that I've, I've caught my eye, as we said, Vieto at Valencia, John Guidetti joining Alaves, I think he's got a good proven record, as Ben says, with Celta Vigo, and then in Scotland with Celtic and England with Manchester City. <laughs> I think you can put the ball in the net for Alaves, along with Munir up front there and players like Borghi. They've got some good players going forward and they just need to watch defensively, but they're hitting that form and climbing up the table. Another one as well is Fabian Oriana joining Abar. I think he could be a real good signing there, and Abar could actually challenge for a European place. Um, we have a final question here as well, the second last question, sorry, from Fraser Graham at Fraser Weiser on Twitter. He asks, has the tide turned and are the big stars not looking at Spain as a top destination? Is this for me? If you like here, yeah, by the way. Um, I don't know because personally I would say Barcelona and Real Madrid are still um, two of the top clubs in the world. So if they come calling, it'd be hard to say no. What do you make of this one, Ben? Of course, there's a lot more money in England and then in places like America and China now. Of course, they're not seen for bigger players going there, but. There's a lot of Spanish players that will go to England and throw up there, but they'll come back to La Liga and do great. Do you think that affects some people's mentality and maybe think that Spain is not the place to go? I mean, like going back to what you said, I feel like um, 
Span the young Spanish players that you've had, Fabregas, you've had Piquet, they've all gone to clubs like uh, Arsenal, Man U, but they've obviously felt it's not for them and they've wanted to return back to Spain. So um, I feel like, um, like Kieran said, Barcelona and Real Madrid, they're two of the biggest clubs in the world and you'd be mad to turn them I don't, turn down the move for them. Um, I also feel like you'll see players like Morata just now, he's fairly struggling at Chelsea. I feel like uh, people may look into that and feel like you'll adapt easier in the Spanish league. We have a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question from Gary Bra- uh, Gary Bradley at 90s Munchies on Twitter. He asks, will Barcelona ever beat Dundee United in a competitive game, given United are the only team in world football with a 100% record in competitive games against the Catalans? I don't think that will ever happen because I don't see us being good enough to go and play Barcelona, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, boys. Just echo your view at Campbell. <laughs> you never know. I imagine like, the next time uh, United will ever have the opportunity of playing Barcelona, I imagine Messi will be long gone. He'll probably be the manager for the team. But, uh, nah. Keep the faith. Likely to have been a friendly more than anything else playing, I think. Never mind Europe, the way we're going. Um, looking back at the Copa del Rey as well last week, Real Madrid, of course, going out to Leganes in the shock of the round losing 2-1 at the Bernabeu after their first leg defeat. After the first leg win, sorry, from Marco Asensio's goal, we go back as well to Barcelona, who had lost the first leg 1-0 away at local rivals Espanyol, an Oscar Melendo goal, but Luis Suarez and Lionel Messi got the goals in midweek to help Barcelona through there. Alaves Valencia, Alaves were 2-1 winners in the second leg at the Mendy Thorotza, which took the tie to extra time. It went all the way to penalties, but Ruben Sobrino could only fire over the bar, sending Valencia through to the semi-finals. And Atletico Madrid were also stunned. After a 2-1 home defeat, they went away to face Sevilla, with 1-0 down inside 20 seconds. Although the Antoine Griezmann levelled, they did go out 3-1 there, 5-2 in aggregate. So the semi-final draw threw up Leganes versus Sevilla and Barcelona against Valencia. Leganes Sevilla, their first leg takes place tonight with the following second leg next Wednesday. Barcelona Valencia take place on Thursday at the Camp Nou with the second leg at Mestalla next week. Who do you two see making the final out of this game? On paper, you would think Barcelona and Sevilla, but can Valencia or Leganes cause a shock? Well, Leganes put out um, Real Madrid earlier and nobody saw that coming, so anything's possible, especially in the top competitions. I'd like to see Valencia produce a shock result over Barcelona. They've got such a great young team, but like as we said previously, like the Barcelona side this season has just been unstoppable. So I don't think I'll see any shocks in this one. I think it'll probably be a Sevilla Barca final. Now, looking of course from the last thirty-two onwards, all these games are played over two legs. Now, a lot of teams, of course, not happy with that. As you look at the FA Cup in England or the Scottish Cup here, where it's the one leg and anything is possible of getting a shock. Whereas the two legs, although some people say it minimises the chance, the likes of Numantia going through against Malaga, Leganes against Real Madrid, Formentera and Jedi Sport, who also caused shocks earlier on. Would you rather the games were played over one leg or over two, Kieran? Personally, I, I prefer the knockout rounds, just because there's more chance of a shock. I like, I like the excitement of the knockout rounds. We say that though, but you look at, as we said, Jedi Sport, you had lost away at home in Real Sociedad and they went away and beat them. Do you think these teams are getting more and more confidence now, especially as we see with Real Madrid and of course that Sociedad did putting out lesser teams in these uh, Copa del Rey ties? Um, confidence? 
I am. Um, it's a good question. I'm not sure. What about you, Ben? What's your thoughts on this? I mean, it works so well, like in England and Scotland, and especially in the FA Cup, you always hear the magic of the cup. So I kind of agree with Kieran in like, like a, a one game, one game cup run. Um, again, it, it it offers clubs the chance to. I mean, again, with two legs, they can improve their performance, but they'll be more up for it if they get the one chance. Uh, again, like Segunda teams, if they're ever up against a upper table La Liga club, they'll want that one game to show what they're capable. Of. Yeah, just a, a one off game. Taking a final look back over the weekend, Kieran, we'll come to you first. What was your game of the weekend? Game of the weekend, um, the Levante game. I thought it was exciting, even though it um, ruined my prediction, as you said. Um, but yeah, that was exciting. Ben, um, I would probably say the game of the week for me was Celta against Betis. Uh, goals, goals, goals. I think I'll go with Villarreal Real Sociedad on Saturday night. Crap defending for both teams. Six goals. Was a thrilling game, certainly. Kieran, goal of the week? Goal of the week. Um, personally, I really enjoyed Messi's goal. The free kick was phenomenal. Ken? I mean, Griezmann's goal for Aleti, um it was well picked up by Juan Fran in his own half. The three balls, perfect, but. I'm going to have to agree with Kieran on this one. Messi's free kick was just unstoppable. I'm going to go a bit different from you two. I'm going to go for Tony Cross for Real Madrid's fourth goal at the Mestalla on Saturday. It was a great team move, flicked on the edge of the box, and a fantastic finish. Although Messi seems to be a personal favourite of a lot of people there are. We'll take a look back now at the table. <coughs> Excuse me. Top of the table of Barcelona. They're 11 points clear of Atletico Madrid, who are six ahead of Valencia in third. Real Madrid occupy fourth place, although they do have a game in hand with Villarreal and Sevilla in the automatic Europa League spots. Celta Vigo are in the playoff round there as it stands. Abar, Getafe and Girona all complete the top ten with Leganes outside on goal difference. Down the bottom, Malaga are a point adrift of Las Palmas with Deportivo completing the bottom three. Alaves and Levante on 19 points just outside. Real Sociedad, Espanyol, Real Betis and Athletic Bilbao completing the rest of the bottom of the table there. Take a look ahead to next week's games. There's a Friday night game as Real Sociedad welcome Deportivo La Coruña to the Anoeta. On Saturday morning we have Eibar at home to Sevilla. That's followed by what should be a thrilling game at the Benito Villa Marine as Real Betis host Villarreal. Half past five on Saturday it sees Alaves host Celta Vigo. And Saturday is completed by Real Madrid's trip to the Ciutat de Valencia to play Levante. Sunday morning begins with Getafe against Leganes. Quarter past three on the Sunday is the Catalan derby once more, this time from the RCDE Stadium as Espanyol host Barcelona. Girona welcome Athletic Bilbao to the Montalivi. Game of the weekend for me comes on Sunday evening as Atletico Madrid host Valencia with the Monday night game, a big, big game at the bottom, as 20th placed Malaga travelled to 19th placed Las Palmas. Boys, thank you for your uh, help in the podcast today. Next week, you'll be back again with Alex and Regan. That's all from us here at La Liga News. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.